1964, Barry Goldwater's campaign ran the slogan, In your heart, you know he's right. It was a play on Goldwater's conservative positions. In response, his opponent Lyndon Johnson used the counter-slogan, In your guts, you know he's nuts. The American people liked LBJ's response and voted for him in a landslide. Catchy lines like these can help make or break an entire campaign. You can find out about these slogans and more in Words to Win By, a new book from Apollo Publishers. This book is brimming with 500 color images from American presidential campaigns covering every election from 1900 to 2020. It showcases the visuals and slogans that defined America's leaders for millions of voters and changed the course of history. We are giving away five copies of Words to Win By to five lucky listeners. To sign up for the book giveaway, click on the link in the description to subscribe. At the end of March, every subscriber will be entered into the drawing for the giveaway. Again, to sign up for the book giveaway of Words to Win By, click on the link in the description or go to our website, thisamericanpresident.com, to subscribe. A news story gets shared by a friend on social media, or you catch a tweet that really makes your blood boil. But how do you separate fact from fiction? That's the premise behind Disinformation, a 10-part series from Evergreen Podcasts and Emergent Risk International coming this fall. Tune in to Disinformation wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't believe everything you read. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. On This American President, we focus on U.S. history as seen through the lives of the nation's chief executives. But there are many great podcasts out there on other historical subjects. Today, we want to share with you one of those podcasts. We recently got in touch with Ray Harris Jr., who produces and hosts the excellent podcast, The History of World War II. Ray has spent years studying the Second World War, and when he first heard about podcasts several years ago, he searched the internet hoping to find one on the war, but he couldn't find any. This went on for years, and he finally decided, why not start one himself? And that's what he did. He puts a lot of passion into his work, and as a fellow history podcast nerd, I appreciate the amazing content he's produced. 
I recently had the opportunity of appearing on his podcast to discuss America's World War II president, Franklin D. Roosevelt. Our listeners will remember, several years ago, we did two episodes on FDR in a series titled The Inscrutable Man. Well, since then, I've learned a little bit more about FDR, and I was able to talk about that on episode 316 of Ray's podcast. The episode is titled FDR, The Man With No Fear. In the episode, I talk about who FDR was and how he envisioned the world after the war. Today, we're going to show you a preview of that episode here on This American President. To listen to the full episode, click on the link in the show notes or go to the History of World War II podcast on your preferred podcast app and look for episode 316 titled FDR, The Man With No Fear. Enjoy the show. And thank you for listening to The History of World War II Podcast, Episode 316, FDR, The Man with No Fear. Because we have reached the point where the U.S. is officially in the war, I thought it would be best to give an overview of the man who would be leading the United States during the war, FDR. As we know, General George Marshall, with others, led the actual war effort, but the American people not to mention the millions outside the U.S., also looked to Franklin Roosevelt as a savior that would one day, hopefully, restore freedom. And to do this, I wanted to bring on board Richard Lim, the host of This American President, which delves into the lives and legacies of the U.S. presidents, who, along with Michael Neal, the producer, has covered several presidents already, including FDR. Richard Thanks very much for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Ray. Yeah, so I was checking out your podcast. A lot of good stuff there. Uh, I stole from you. I'm going to be honest with it. I stole from you when it comes to FDR. So I appreciate that. But So tell us some more about your podcast, uh, how it came about. But one of the f- questions I really like to ask people who go down this road of podcasting is, um, what have you learned either about a man in the Oval Office or maybe the um, office itself? Sure. Well, basically... When I was a kid, my mom would take me to the library and I would, you know, rent out all sorts of books and I was Mm -hmm. basically just having fun being a nerd. (laughs) And one of those uh, visits, I started reading about presidents. I started uh, reading those kids' biographies about presidents and I found them as exciting or even more exciting than most of the books I was reading at school. Mm -hmm. And so ever since then, I was hooked. And over the years, I, I basically just uh, amassed uh, a you know substantial library of presidential books and read as much as I could, just devoured them, and uh, that that space that was my passion. And eventually, uh, I had a job where I wasn't really doing anything engaged with my passion, and I I kind of thought to myself, well, what's the point of learning all of this if you can't really share it? Right. And uh, Michael Neal, who you mentioned, is my producer. Uh, we've been friends for years, and basically he and I just started talking about starting a podcast, and at that point it just became a matter of, well, if we want to do it, we should do it. You know, let's let's get a mic and right. start recording, and so that's what we did, and it's been four years, and it's been uh, quite a journey. We've, we've uh, done, I think, uh, uh, pretty well, you know, considering two guys that just really uh, were, are, 
you know, just kind of nerds that just want to <laughs> do something like this. Right. So, Oh, I can relate. Yeah, you, you're like, what's, what's the worst that could possibly happen? Let me jump in and do it. And you kind of figure things out along the way. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Cool. No, I've listened to a lot of your shows over the last week, and there's a lot of good interviews in there. The people you brought on, uh, I really enjoyed that a lot. So I'm glad you could be with us today. So, Great. Um, so let's jump into this. So the first thing um, when you talk about FDR, let's talk about his ideology, uh, the system of ideas that formed the basis of his political theories. So we all know the war is coming with hindsight, but let's go back before the war. Uh, what kind of uh, politician do you think he's going to be based on your research? Right. Well, so you mentioned ideology. Mm. And the first thing about FDR is that he came of age during the progressive era. Mm. His cousin, Theodore Roosevelt, was probably the most popular American at that time. And he was the first progressive president. And the idea behind that was that America had shifted from what it was during its founding right. to a new modern industrial state. It had essentially evolved. And, and the, the premise behind progressivism was that since the country and the world and the, the country's economy had evolved, policy had to evolve with it. And in many ways, this was really a, a, a huge departure from the founding because the founding posited that there were universal values the values of equality, the idea that uh, your rights are ordained or they're endowed by your creator. Mm -hmm. And progressivism essentially said, well, those are nice ideas, but we've moved beyond that. And so they believe that a, a new modern nation state, an industrial state, needed a government and institutions that could address the problems that those created. Uh -huh. And so essentially, that's, that's what FDR believed. And I think at the same time, when it came to foreign policy, he believed that America, which had been isolationist, now had new global responsibilities because it was a modern world power. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, because you're right. I mean, um, the, the country is more sophisticated. It's more um, more populous. It's more industrialized. But at the same time, like you said, that does bring about problems in the people themselves. Um, with all due respect, probably can't solve those problems. You need a larger, more powerful entity, and who else except for the government? But you're right, it is a different worldview to go. You know, maybe the government can step in and actually do something, not so much laissez-faire, you know, buyer beware or whatever, actually try to help the people. Because uh, I went looking through FDR's uh, record before he became president, and he was, at the time, he was the governor of New York when the Great Depression comes along, and he was the only state leader to organize extensive of relief efforts, he said, modern society acting through its government owes the definite obligation to prevent the starvation or the dire want of any of its fellow men and women who try to maintain themselves but cannot. So I think it's fair to say that we take stuff like this for granted today. Oh, the, the government should be helping us. But it was people like um, Teddy, it was people like Roosevelt, uh, Franklin, who literally stepped in and said, no, we should actively be doing something and not just let the people suffer. The government can do something. And so it should do something. Again, we take that for granted. But this is kind of where it gets its start. Right. And I think that President Roosevelt, he was basically... Uh, someone that was in that big transition where mm. in the founding of the country, people saw the government as uh, empowering government as reducing the power of the people. But in Roosevelt's mind, he felt that the bigger the government could get, the more it could ensure the rights of the American people. So the, the kind of the formula is switched on what the effect of government is. 
And obviously that provokes a lot of opposition from people that don't have that same progressive worldview. Mm -hmm. And so that, that really, that shift happened under Roosevelt and he, in many ways, many, many people call him along with his, his cousin, Theodore Roosevelt, the first modern presidents, because they were the ones that brought that modern view and institutionalized it. This is the end of the preview. If you'd like to hear the rest of the episode, click on the link in the show notes or go to the History of World War II podcast on your preferred podcast app and look for episode 316, titled FDR, The Man With No Fear. This American President is produced by myself, Richard Lim, and Michael Neal, with help from Joey Brown. Special thanks to Ray Harris Jr. If you like what you've been hearing, you can help us by sharing your favorite episode with a friend or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I'm Richard Lim. We're back next time with more This American President. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.